Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and bring out real solutions for soul survival. Today, I am super excited to announce episode 50. And I brought some men on the show today. To my right, I have Michael Fisher. Michael, what's going on, bro? What's going on, brother? Yes, glad, sir. Glad you got me here, man. And I got Jerz Jones back on the show once again. Good to be here, brother. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, man. Listen, we're going to dive in some conversation. The, the topics and everything is going to be off key, off format for what you usually hear. Today, we're going to dive into the black man and who we are and the best of us and who we can be and what's good enough and what's the narrative that's propaganda and what's the narrative that's really going on between us. How do we make this better? How do we grow? We only going to speak from a man's perspective and only talk to men. We're not doing tick for tat. We're just going to be at bat talking about us and how we can be better. So let's get this thing started. We got plenty of questions here on the table, but I'm going to start it off deep because y'all know I get deep. Gentlemen, here we go. Yeah. Let's paint this narrative. The last generation, the, the, the statistics show, excuse me, that over 80% homes are single parent homes. We were raised by our mothers and our grandmothers. And to the most part, stop me if I'm wrong, most of us are raised to be chivalrous, or we saw trauma to the point where we're like, I'm going to make sure my mother gets a better rap from the way this man is treating her, if he was there or not. We was like, okay, I'm going to be a good man. I'm going to make sure this happens. Mm -hmm. Now, that's that was our foundation. That is our nucleus. Now, some things happen along the way. People change. Things happen. Heartbreak. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the foundation. Mm -hmm. And it's to my understanding, what I saw, you stop me if I'm wrong. I saw many moments where the daughters are being taught, well, you need to be independent. You need to have a plan B. You don't need no man. This is how you need to grow up because you see what's happening to me. I don't want this for you. Yeah. Right. So now I bring this up and those two foundations are now growing up and now colliding in our culture. And we're seeing the result. Mm -hmm. Are we blaming our mothers and our grandmothers for the false teachings that they gave us or their pain turning into now our power and prestige that we have to go against every day? Or is it just the plight of the woman and we don't understand it? Which one is it, fellas? Mm. Brother, brother God, I, I got a lot to say. Well, and, and I think it's the plight of the woman. In, in this situation, as far as a mother can only tell from a female's perspective. So when she's telling her daughter, hey, I want you to be independent, realistically, what she's probably basing that off of the hurt that she's experienced, right? You know, the man and the men in her life didn't do this or didn't do that. So she's telling the daughter, be independent, do for your own, do for yourself. Now, in my opinion, what happens with that is that the daughter grows up to be so independent that she doesn't understand that she needs a man. She needs a spouse. And we need them. And we need them. So they, I think they just don't know how to bend or even just see the outlook of a man as well because they haven't been taught that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, when you first begin to speak, my mind immediately went back to um, 1920s, man, you know, beginning in the 1900s, man, you, you, you're talking about when black families thrived, man, you know, men in the homes, families, what it was all about. The black community was family, family, family. And I think that it, it wasn't of our own. It was, it was systematically made to break the black family up. You know what I'm saying? In America, I believe that, that, you know, systems were put in place to, to divide us as a people, you know what I'm saying? Especially when they start, I'm telling you, bro, when they start to, uh, uh, putting in all laws and then bringing in drugs and then take, putting, putting, uh, men, Yo, listen, and putting men, listen, putting I, men I, into I, the, I love you, my the, brother. Uh, yeah. I love you, my brother. <laughs> but listen, but not, but in these streets, they don't want to hear that because people not doing history, right? 
Nobody want to hear that. They just think, oh, y'all crying. The thing, but the thing is, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> yeah. understand, you gotta understand your history to understand. You gotta still, you understand where you came from to know where you're going. I'm right? antagonistic today, ladies you know and gentlemen. So, so let's so do it. If you understand, if you understand that the system was already built against you, maybe somehow you understand how to handle it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So if 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 it's already was set to break us apart, knowing how powerful we was, you said we gotta understand how powerful we are so that we can do that. We can bring that back. But this, yep. if the thing is. It's been such a disconnect, you know, with sending our black men to jail, filling the jails up, you know what I'm saying, making it uh 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 jobs harder to find, mm-hmm. uh, or even just you. I mean, it's so many different things I can say that is a connection to how the system has been built to divide us. Okay. Even, even, even beyond even Let beyond me ask our, you this question. Like let mm. me ask you this question. Yeah, we can get into it. Too. It's, this it's, is what the show's about today. I'm super excited. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that because of that. No, we, we we find comfort in that. No, but we got to understand that that's the beginning of how it, yes. it broke apart. And then yeah. now you got these females that are home alone, and now they're forced to be, you know, what I'm saying without whatever, like you know, without a man in the home. Mm-hmm. Now, so would sick- you say? No, no. Would you say that the, their plan worked? The powers, I, I, I was, the powers I, against us. Would you say that their systematic plan has worked? I would say that it was very successful because that's the reason why okay. most jails are filled with black men. All right, I asked you this question because I want to follow up with this. Let's we'll stay right here with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I recently was having conversations with women. Right. And yes, I talk to women on a regular basis as much as I talk to men. <laughs> and Good. one of these women expressed to me that she felt when George Floyd died that black women were the first ones on the front line running outside the protest. And I listened to what she had to say. And my answer to her, she didn't like. It wasn't a popular answer. I said, did you consult with the men before you ran outside to protest and vice versa? I don't think we should move against a system that is planned against us off emotion and outrage. And I got a lot of pushback from men and women, but I feel they only look at it like I'm saying, well, talk to the men first. That's not what I'm saying. I said, talk to each other first so we know how we moving. Because at the end of the day- You have to move as a unit. Yeah, and then people- don't understand the order. Oh, y'all not gonna go outside, so we gotta go outside first. How does that help you fighting against other men? That's what we gotta realize. Our women are running outside fighting against men and think they're winning. Mm-hmm. They not fighting against you. But you got, you got, and I, I get it, I get it. But I'm also thinking about the position that women have systematically been put in. You think about all of the times, and I'm sorry I'm going back to this. Now nah, let's do it. I don't I don't want to I don't want to be political. No, let's do it. But it's like think about all of the movements, the acts that women have put, that the moments, 70s, you know, where women were like, yo, it's about women's rights, it's about making us equal, it's about us being, you know, dominant, independent, and everything like that, which put them at a place where they want to be equal as men. So at this point, it's done went from there now to a whole nother level. That's why you see so many different organizations. You see so many right. women doing big things because right. it's like they have done, they've got, it's like they got into, they, they, they achieved their, their independence. Now it's time to move the boat. It's time to make That's it happen. It. That's the key. Now it's like, they, they have their strength. They have their independence. They like, know they can do it by themselves. Well, I gotta wait on the man. Now it's time right, to shift I'm... to the union, the union, the unit. I get it. Yeah, let, let me tell you where that. I'm at with it. I'm being super antagonistic on purpose. Go ahead, let me it. tell you where I'm at with it. Yeah. I get that the women's rights movement was started by another culture of women and they took the helm of it. 
Because yeah. and we didn't know that we had a lot of disarray in our homes because there was no government implemented systems to fall back on. A man can walk across town and start a new family if he wanted. I get it. That's messed up. Yeah. I understand it. I didn't live in that time, but I understand right. it. But I also understand once you form these unions and you have these buildings and you have all these organizations, don't turn around and say, well, we don't need no man for nothing because you forgot who built the building that you in. You think that men are not equivalent to what you need, but we build the resources for you to use to get your independence. Mm -hmm. What about those men? And I'm not just talking about black men. What about those men? You say we don't need men? Who's building these infrastructures for you to have a community center? Yeah. And before anybody say, oh, there's women construction workers, do your research, it's 9%. Yeah. 9% in yeah. the United States. 9%, that means 91% of men do construction. How many people is that? How many people in the United States? <laughs> Just keep it a buck. So yeah. what we what we talking about here is this reflection of you do need us. You just, it may be in some ways, like I don't respect the fact that someone built this house that I'm in. I don't never know him. I don't say thank God for that man, but, <laughs> but you know what? It's a reality. Yeah. He yeah. made things more yeah. comfortable for me. Yeah. Just like the lady who created the voiceover things that make apps more comfortable for us. Yeah. A woman did that. I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. So I can't sit there and say, women don't do nothing for me. I, I make money off apps. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But I, I, get, I get the point you're making. It's like, you can't, you can't, because for lack of better words, you're doing, moving the boat or you're doing big things. So you, you, you got this organization, you're doing this, you're doing big things that you forget about the man, right? That you uh, negate that all of the work that he in the background or behind stage or whatever has a part of that in some way, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, so, I mean, so, I mean, I, I get it, you know, I, I what's, get that. what's missing, you know, what's missing at this point, what's the next step for the women, for the women to understand that there is a need for the man, those women who say we do not need those men. But I, I think it's I, a lot I, of suffering I, I, and I, silence yeah. going on, but I, I think that suffering and silence, I think ego. I, I, there, I, I don't think that all women believe that. I don't think all no, women. No, yeah, no. I don't think all women believe that. But we're like, just, we're just talking to the those women who but say that. The, but, the those, but it's hard to t change a woman's perspective because they get trapped in this uh, this idea of being uh, dominant, uh, being less than, mm -hmm. or submissive, or mm -hmm. subjective to, right? Because if I say you need a man, that immediately means that you can't do without, yeah. like, yeah. or you can't. Yeah. survive without him like you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying because yeah. that that's a strong word need. that's, that's I mean, not what yeah. that means. you know what I'm saying but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you know what mm -hmm. i mean like so it's like you know validation is a super important thing right people try to downplay validation no we are but, one <laughs> but 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 here's the thing about all of that right even the person who is a scumbag the person who is not mm -hmm. has a support system of validation to validate what he's doing mm -hmm. women think we don't check other men for when they do clown stuff we check them, we do. but if it's somebody else validating his position, then it's okay. Mm -hmm. When did we come into this situation when it was okay? I'm going to say something that's not popular opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something that most street homies won't agree with. But when is it okay to show your rap sheet and say, I've been in these streets? When was it okay to say I was a terror to the community? Because proximity says you was a terror to my community. Exactly. He wasn't a terror to the other community that pressed you to put you here. Yeah. But you're going to show your rap sheet. Yo, we was holding down the jails. What does that mean? <laughs> like, let's really up, upgrade this conversation. What do you mean by showing your rap sheet? Y'all, you saw me. I put in this work. What work did you put in? What work did you put in for this community or against or for? And I get it, right? We was yeah. in a situation with survival of the fittest, but we still got people enterprising 
like we we come out and say, hey, these people who are selling us these products in our neighborhoods from other cultures is hit killing us, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, we have we have people come out of our community, move that person out, and still sell us the same product under their brand name and say it's black owned. Mm -hmm. Is it still lifting us up? These are the kind of conversations I want to have. Like, yeah. Yeah. yo, bro, it's okay. Yo, you had a rap sheet. I understand you went through a hard life. Yeah. But when is the accountability going to set it? Oh, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. There's a lot of things we got to do what we got to do. But what they're saying that, what, what, when someone says that and they tell you the rap sheet, what they're trying to tell you is that in my ecosystem, I was strong enough to survive. I was a leader. Absolutely. I did what I had to do. Let's do it. That's what they're saying. What they fail to realize, even though that you know the braggadocious, they got the chest poking out, that same strength you have in these streets, you can put it to helping your community. Mm. That's why we're chastising you or we're talking about you or we're not holding you in the light that you want to be held in as far as, you know, most of the people in the world or the upstanding citizens is that you have the strength. A person, that can, strength. A person that can sell, make millions of dollars in the drug game, that man can go run a Fortune 500 company. But I will say this, let me not be antagonistic. Let me be, let me be the other side too. You got to show that resume so you can actually reach the kids that fall into the system. That's true. Right? The ones that are in it. I'm not against it. That's true. I just want to bring it up as a topic. That's true. I think that it's like, if if I'm, if I'm one that's this, you know, disclosing whatever I did, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's boasting about it, mm -hmm. whether it's sharing it to help, you know, someone else mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you know, your experience is, is supposed to uh, teach you something, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And my Absolutely. thing is, it's what you do with whatever your rap sheet is. Yeah. Like if you doing, if you saying all this stuff about your rap sheet and you ain't putting no energy behind it to help somebody else, it's just a rap sheet. It's just a it rap means sheet. nothing. Absolutely. It's what it's an experience that you went yeah. through that obviously you ain't learned from or you're not using it for your benefit exactly. or you're not being purposeful or being productive based upon the experiences that you're supposed to learn and, and grow from. That's where I'm at. Like you, you, you I mean, I it's like you, it's like, yo, man, I, I just got out of the jungle, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what's up. I did all this get out of the jungle, mm -hmm. but you have no jungle skills <laughs> at all when yeah. you get out to build anything. I think those are our warriors. Like, you to, know what I'm saying? They really to contradict everything I said. Those are our warriors, and I appreciate those guys who've been through those things because they really are wise people who come out on the other side. Yeah. I just think, what's the narrative? I understand you gotta you gotta reach the young kids. But what are the three things, and I'm going to turn it over to you after this, mm -hmm. what are the three things a man needs to communicate with everybody? What are the top three characteristics? Like, for example, respect, right? Yeah. I, I respect everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. I never downplay anybody in their position who they are. I respect the person you want to be at all times. Exactly. And it's gotten me through every door in life to the point where the guy who wants to show his rap sheet, I respect it because it's a walk I have no clue about. Or, it, or it's the walk I do have a clue about. I understand it and I respect it either way. So respect is what I always lead with. I always talk about respect and integrity. But what do you think is some of the other qualities that a, that a man needs or a young boy needs just to walk through any door in life? We're, we're right now, we're somewhere in the middle of the Middle East having this conversation. None of us thought we'd be here, but we're all from our perspective places yeah. from all over the United yeah. States having this yeah. conversation. Yeah, I, I would say self-awareness, man. Self-awareness. Right. Being able to understand who you are your strengths, your weaknesses, what you need to work on, and then being able to navigate the world in that, you know, in that sense. Um, a lot of times as humans, we just put up facades, right? You know, of what we are, what we should be, or what we want to be. 
but you can lie to everybody else. You can't lie to yourself, <laughs> you know? So it's the same way with the key with, with, with these kids, you know, we have to, and as the older generation, we have to tell them too, Hey, you need to know who you are in order to change to what you want to become. Be self-aware, sit down, get, get away from your homeboys for a minute mm -hmm. and just think about what you're doing. You know, look in the mirror. That self-awareness can help you so much because if you keep lying to yourself, then you start believing the hype that you're feeling, telling yourself. Right. Yo, yeah, I, 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 mm -hmm. I agree. I, I'm thinking about your question. You said three things. I think, mm -hmm. if, I had, if I had three things to tell a young man in need. No, the thing is you need to possess. Yeah, possess. Okay, you okay. know what I'm saying? Young yourself, man, you, that you have. Right. I think that three, <laughs> it's a lot, but it's three <laughs> of them. I want to pick three of them. <laughs> Integrity, mm -hmm. uh, purpose, ah. And um, what was the third one I had? I had ticket. I had it right in my. I had it right in my head. Um, purpose uh, is a huge one. respect. No, no respect. What you said respect. What did I think of? I think of. Oh, I think I think respect too. Yeah, respect, yeah, yeah. integrity, and purpose. I like that. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I think these things because um, for multiple reasons, man. Like you were saying, machine. Respect is a, is a big thing. I know it was a big thing in, in my community when I grew up. Among men, mm -hmm. respect is huge, right? Yeah. And I think among men everywhere, respect is, a, is, is one of the top things that you can show towards one another, man. Mm -hmm. When respect goes out the window, man, that's when you that's war it. begins, right? Yep. War begins. You know, um, so then you have integrity, man. We, wherever we walk, we walk with integrity, man. That kind of gives us, it, it kind of, it's like our, our ID card. Your word and, is and bond, I, yeah, B. It, it identifies <laughs> who you are. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, integrity. Mm -hmm. So you know, you you if you you ain't got integrity, man, like it's not much yeah. I can deal with, right? <laughs> and you got purpose, man. Your purpose is what drives you, man, to be the best you can be in whatever you're trying to do, man. Because you you got a vision, you got a purpose, you got you know uh, you know a drive, man. So it's, it's funny it. that you say drive because when I look at purpose, when I say someone has drive, that means they know how to stay in their lane. Mm -hmm. And when you stay in your lane, you start meeting people of the same avenues and streets mm -hmm. of your purpose. And then it grows you to be this big wizard, right? You, yeah. you become this elder of knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to add on top of that is the upgrade. I think the upgrade is a lot important. The upgrade. Yeah. What I mean by that is, let's say you had to sell drugs in your community, mm -hmm. right? So you look at it at this perspective. You're the middleman. Drugs are going to get sold. Yep. I'm going to sell them. I'm going to make me some money. Newspapers are going to get sold. I'm going to sell them. Mm -hmm. But what is the upgrade? I feel like we're the only culture that has not upgraded from our activities to doing what we have to do. I watch other cultures mm -hmm. go from taking 10% from businesses, mm -hmm. putting themselves on a construction companies, putting them in the clean money, going into government, predicting what governments do. Mm -hmm. What is the upgrade for us? I think upgrade is mad important. That is, we have not upgraded. That's the path. That, we we are starting from the bottom yeah. every year. Yeah, we have not upgraded our bottom line. I mean, I I get it, man. I mean, I I hear you, but I guess <laughs> I wouldn't say that we haven't. I would say that more of us need to need to. Yeah, you know turn up because yeah. like <laughs> it's it's now. Black people are more successful now than they've ever been, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying to, to date, right? You're talking about millionaires. You're talking about people that have their own companies, their own businesses, from small businesses to big businesses. Black people are owning things, man. We 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 doing our part. We're doing a great job. There's more of us need to do it great. You feel what I'm saying? Now, at the end of the day, it's like, 
because of this, this great success, how many of these great successful black people are pulling the rest of us into that direction? Because we don't- That's what, I think that's what the conversation- We don't own yeah. imports and exports. We don't. That's and what I, a real success is. I, but this, okay, I, I get what you said. So when you say upgrade, right? Yeah. Upgrade, there is, there is a, there, there does seem to be an indivisible like wall, right? When it gets to a certain level of Invi like invisible. Yeah, invisible. it's invisible, an invisible wall, right? Mm -hmm. It trying to reach that top top, right? Or whatever, mm -hmm. where you're of course, you know, in control of distributions. Yeah. And, you know, like yeah, yeah, and all of that, right? Yeah, conversation. So yeah. there there is that struggle, you know what I'm saying, to get to that level. Uh, but when I say upgrade, and in my in my opinion, you know, there are many uh, black people that are uh, that have shown that we as a culture, we as a people, uh, we have uh, reached uh, the greatest level we've ever been. You know what I'm saying? You honestly. think ever? I do. I mean, yeah. I go say, I, I, well, I mean, American I, I just, in America, in America, yeah. in America, yeah, okay. in America. Yeah. all right. You know what I'm I, and I agree, you know? but because they've so, ever been around the world, that is now. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> we've I'm, been higher than that. So. That's that's because in America, you of course yeah. you have you know you have your your, your racism so, honestly you have yeah. your your pushback. So the question mm -hmm. the question and one more question I have to ask: mm -hmm. skill traits versus going to school and owing debt if you yeah. don't get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Is that better for us or worse for us? Should we start getting back to skill traits, putting ourselves in these lanes of purpose to upgrade our communities because our communities need doctors, we need lawyers, we should know the law better than anyone. Right. Agree. Like that should be a, a conversation yeah. about all the amendments. That should be a fun conversation between our kids. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds corny, but not really because yeah. that's life or death. Yeah. We should be doing mock traffic stops in our house yeah. as games for our kids. Like what happens when police pull you over? You don't try to, you don't try to hold court right there. You take your ticket and you keep going. You don't exactly. have an argument yeah. Yeah. because it, they don't, the, the, you just take your ticket and keep going. Yeah. yeah. You don't have court right there. Oh, I wasn't doing it. Nah, that's, that's what court is for. Yeah. But I, I heard that from Bakari Sellers. Mm -hmm. He said that. Like, mm -hmm. that's what court is for. Mm -hmm. But it's just a spread of information. So are we bringing back skill traits? Because it seems like, it seems like our women are getting more advanced economically, but they also owe economically to mm -hmm. other people. They're taking these advances. They're going to get these jobs. But on the back end, they still have to pay 15 years of debt Mm -hmm. just so they can say they have the job. Yeah. Well, that stems from our parents and grandparents told us what? When you graduate high school, you go to college. Are we going back there yes. when we started? No, we, we've done that. We've done that. <laughs> we've done that. I've, I've got two degrees. I've done that. But I would not argue with somebody who hasn't been to school because there's a lot more successful people who haven't been to school right. than me. It's not just the schooling part. Mm -hmm. But now that we have that, now that that's normalized, now that's normalized, now we need to, we need, excuse me, we need to normalize having the money to put our kids through college. Hey. We also need to normalize ownership. That's the next step. Our parents and grandparents didn't teach us about ownership. They taught us about education, furthering your education. Once you get your education, that's something they can't take away from you. Mm. True. Now that we've made more intelligent employees, now it's time for us to become owners. That's the next step. Yo, I also think like I mean I've been reading um, um, the Will Will Smith um, book Will, yes. and um, one thing he said because in his book he talks about um, full disclosure, 
I'm not trying to get anything from this. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just want to pull out a point uh, of what he was making when he was talking about his mom being an educator and really her whole thing, her old dream was that he go to college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that for her, that was like, you know, all of the stuff that she went through, what her, what her, the, the, her dad and anything like that, the, the, the outcome or the, the, all the stuff that, that I've been through, this is what's going to make it worth mm -hmm. all of that, him going to college. And in fact, that he didn't go to college or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or he bucked against that. It kind of made, yeah, you know, slide, it made it back. seem like slide them back. Uh, that he was letting his family down because okay. he didn't go. And a lot of us, I know for me, I'm a first generation college student, yeah. right? Of my yeah. family, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So for me being that guy, like, okay, my mom, my dad, when we go to college, it was, wasn't even about what I wanted. It was nope. more of like, I'm go. going because my parents want me to go mm -hmm. and it's I don't want to let them down and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But then also realizing from the book, like it kind of in hindsight was like, that was his mom's dream. That was what his mom wanted to do. That's what his mom thought was the best thing for him. Mm -hmm. But when do we start to find out what's best for us? You know what I'm saying? And the, and the thing is, because we don't have enough of those skills and those practical experiences mm -hmm. and those those talks about ownership and entrepreneurship and different ways to build skills to make a living for yourself and for your family mm -hmm. outside of just college and student loans and debt and all that kind of stuff exactly. that, you know, that those not a lot enough, there's not enough conversations about those other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rather this, than just college. This goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. This goes back to what I was saying from the beginning. Did, did the teachings of our grandmothers and mothers push us to propel us to this situation? Like just before the generation before us said, go to college, get education. We did it. Mm -hmm. And this was the, this was the equation, the final, thing that, that would turn up what it turned out to be mm -hmm. and now the narrative was well don't be like this don't be like your daddy or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and now we have this so what are we teaching our kids now but yeah. i'm gonna turn it over that's to you, actually that piggy that piggybacks off of something that kind of is going on in my household right so i have three kids a uh, 13 year old nine year old and a seven month old just couldn't stay mm -hmm. off of could you yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> press that repeat button yeah. you know, started all over started all over all boys. So, all right. In raising kids, what me and my wife are trying to trying to understand and get a grasp of now. We're college educated. We say go to school, right? Mm -hmm. We are kind of setting a path for them, doctor, lawyer, whatever it is, just a path. Mm -hmm. At what point is it okay for the child to say, hey, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And as a parent, helped them or pushed them in that right direction. Reason being, when I was in school, freshman year, sophomore year, and I'm sitting in class with some of these people, I said, oh yeah, they're not gonna make it. They don't wanna be here. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be, they're not, they're not going to class, you know, they drinking, you know, they partying, which is fine. But when it came down to the school stuff, they weren't really feeling that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they must've been told you have to do something. You're gonna go to college. And there you go, getting debt and things like that. So yeah. how do you, as far as raising a child, is it okay to set that path for them? You're an adult, so you can set a better path than they can as far as what they need to do, training, school, no, here's a, here's a roadmap. Or do you let them feel what's in their heart, something that they probably will dedicate more to? For instance, 
son, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to go to school, college. You're going to go to Mercer University, whatever. You know, you're going to go here. Son comes and say, hey, I want to be a rapper. If I'm not in the rap, I may dismiss that. How do I know he may be the greatest rapper ever? His heart may really be into it where he grinds to make that work. Mm-hmm. But if you just send him off to college, he gets some loan debt, fails out. Now he's starting behind the eight ball. I think. No, I think it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough for a parent though, right? If yeah. he came to you and you know that even if you didn't know a rap rap, you see no work ethic behind what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? You say you want to be a rapper. I don't see you writing no rhymes. I don't see you <laughs> rapping on the corner with your buddies. I don't see the enthusiasm mm. that you saying you want to do. I don't see it in you. Mm-hmm. So now for a parent, for me, I'm saying you want to do this rap thing, but where's your, where's your work ethic? Where's your, where's your book? You where's go. your rhymes? Where, where, who, who you, who's your people you hang with that? Can you freestyle rap right now? Gotcha. Like, you know what I'm saying? If this is something you really want to do, my thing is my job as a parent is to put that work ethic in you for whatever it is the you want to do. You want to do it, gotcha. make it the best thing you need to do. And if I don't see it, then I, I don't believe it. There we go. I think uh, for me, it'd be a, to me, it'd be about balance. If, if you keep in that scenario, mm-hmm. I want you to be a doctor. You want to be a rapper. Okay. What I would do is I would go find out what it would take to be a rapper and implement that in their day. But on the bottom back line, we're still going for this doctor thing gotcha. because because when you do the research, rappers don't last that long, even the most successful ones. Mm-hmm. So you need a backup bottom line. Even in other cultures, you they insist that their children get a certain education. And if they veer off to do something else, they still have the knowledge to code switch to another pathway. Mm-hmm. I think the most beautiful thing about a child telling you what they want, you now have a pinpoint accurate analyzation of what you can now research to understand your child and then you can also understand that you can write out an entire goal scrapbook for your children before they're born because you know what's going on before they get here i would love for my son to do coding i would love for my son to be ready for the future but if he expresses other things then we're going to show him what it takes to be that and for example for those kids who want to be basketball players today it is different than it was when we were growing up. Now we have nepotism in NBA. Yep. Now we have just straight people training to do certain moves. Mm-hmm. And it's not just playing basketball out in the park anymore. Right. You're not just going to have free time to play video games. No, you're doing this all day, every day. Mm-hmm. The commitment of it, the consistency of it is what I would want to preach to them. This is what you have to do to be the best. So this way, if it doesn't go well, you cannot say as a parent, I didn't insist or give you this knowledge and information. Right. I'm not going to say I told you so, but you're going to know. My dad told me I needed to take a thousand jump shots a day. This is what it has to do. Because many of us who didn't have fathers or didn't have mentors mm-hmm. were trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. When they wanted to be a basketball player back in our generation, you thought you just went to the park and you got nice. You didn't know that people was doing step to the left twice, pump shot, fade, step left, jump shot. Like it's combinations mm-hmm. that people were learning. Mm-hmm. You had no clue, but now, you know, in a world that's advanced, people are studying these moves and making the precise movements every day to do things. So I think it's a balance when we talk about being a rapper, how much vocabulary do you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I I, I wouldn't necessarily go the route you went. I don't disagree with you, but I would be like, okay, if he's not doing it, this is what you need to do to be great. This is the recipe of what I, I will go research a rapper. If I knew nothing about rap, 
I will go research. I say, hey, man, I heard rappers don't even write that. The greatest rappers don't write stuff down. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to work on that right now? Gotcha. I heard the greatest rappers know how to talk about women, what they own and be snazzy and change their flows to different flows in their songs mm -hmm. to keep people interested. What are you doing right now? Right. Like, and, and it's just, I. <sighs> and that goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah. Like you have to, those conversations have to happen, right? Yeah. With, your, mm -hmm. with your kids. Yeah. Those are the beautiful ones. Uh, and, and and the point that I was making when I was saying that, you know, where's your rhymes, where's your work ethic is because at the end of the day, right, you know, uh, we have to not only talk about those things, those different things, but start to, because what if a child don't know what they're doing? What, what right, to do, right? Yeah. Then you're like, okay, so now we, we have to introduce them to certain things, right? Mm -hmm. And then when they catch on to one thing, then when we introduce it to them, we got to see what part of their what part of them is excited about that? There we go. And where does the work ethic for that begin? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because all I can do, say if, say if you've done all of that, right? Mm -hmm. I've done, I've, I've given you the research. I've given you how to do this. I've showed you, this is how a rapper does it. This is da, 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 da. And then they be like, yeah, man, I want to do a rapper. But then they take all of what you did and do nothing with it. Yeah. That's where I'm talking about. Where's your work, work ethic? ethic? This stuff that we're talking about that you want to do, you got to put... We have to instill in our children that type of work ethic. Work you, ethic. You're right. Good you question. But do you let him fall on his face so he can no, learn about no, life? No, nah, you never let him fall so, on his face. For yeah. the moment, he doesn't take the research, right? right. You give mm -hmm. him all to the moment. He was mm -hmm. like, where's your work ethic? And you're like, oh, no, and he doesn't do it. Then he has a talent show and he does horrible. Mm -hmm. Do you look at him and say, this is why? Because the world is not going to be like, oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. it's not going to be like that. Right. Because as men, we get insulted from day one. We don't get to have a, a, a thin, <laughs> thin skin. <laughs> oh boy, you ugly old oh boy. Like we get everything up front yeah. while the rest of the world doesn't get that. Yeah, it's the beat mm -hmm. tough, you know. Yeah, we get, get up. Don't cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We get yeah. all that up front. So yeah. absolutely, even in marriage, right? Even in marriage, there are moments where let's talk, just talk as husbands. Right. Our wives learn different things and we gotta go research and find it so we can have a conversation about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Are people doing that? Are you upgrading yourself every year to learn a new skill to keep your marriage? A lot like learning a new skill like seriously yeah. are you learning a new skill to ask the household or just learning a new skill period if you came into a marriage and you couldn't cook and it's five years later and you can't cook what is going on here yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that, no, that, that might mean that none of y'all cook ain't nobody but the key to that is now. the communication yeah, yeah. she yeah. may be okay with me not cooking yeah, yeah, right. That's be, the yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm just saying it'd be yeah. fun if you upgraded yourself. Yeah, right. and, and that's the, the upgrade. Once that, again, that, well, open, I, that opens right. too as far as communication in the household. A lot of people, a lot of times in marriage, we go off of standards, right? Mm -hmm. A man should do this, a woman should do this, or one person should do this, one person should do that. The reality is what works in your household. Mm -hmm. I've got friends that neither one of us cook. We make sure we make enough money to order out every day. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's exactly. like we focus on our career, you know, but that works for them. Yeah. Yeah. Some old school people like, no, my, you know, the wife is going to cook. That's what I do. Husband don't even leave that kitchen alone, whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then you have the reverse roles. Yeah. But my thing is, is whatever works for your marriage. I agree that's that. why you have to have that. I agree. I agree with the whatever works. <laughs> I think it'd just be cool sometimes you to pop up. If, you, if you're not a cooker, uh -huh. For the cooker to get a break sometimes. Like, I'm a cook tonight. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 I've been learning. Yeah. I, got, I got a yeah, little skill. I'm not, not saying you yeah. become master, but you be like, yeah. hey, I got this today. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. we're not, I'm going to order, order something. I'm, now, order. I'm ordering food. I got some stuff I tried. I'm going to tell you. Like, it's just that upgrade, yeah. and it just keeps that suspense going. But I know you have some stuff you want to talk about, Mike. Oh, so um, we got a whole smorgasbord of on, questions man. for y'all. I hope y'all excited. <laughs> Episode some random things, man. Okay. Great. Tell me what y'all think. Yeah, and I, I, 
I'll pose a question. I, I, some, I ain't got no questions. I was about some questions, man. <laughs> so you ain't tell my real questions, man. You good, man. Yeah. You good, man. Yeah. Next right, time. Good, next good. time. All right, look. <laughs> Pros and cons of living together before marriage. Ooh. I say, which is not a popular opinion, especially in religion, standard, mm-hmm. you should live together before you marry someone. Mm. There are things and habits that people have that you won't see just by merely dating and coming over at their best time where they can clean up, mm-hmm. they can get fresh. <laughs> They're representative. Exactly. You're seeing a representative, a yeah. representation, their best representation at the time. Yeah. I need to see if this person likes to bathe every day. Mm-hmm. You know, not just when they see me. Okay. I, need, yeah, okay. I need to see how this person cleans up. You know, I need to see how this, you know, what happens when this person sleeps. Just little things that may irritate me that may be deal breakers over a long run. Yeah, them not cleaning up every day may be okay. Like, okay, I'll clean up for them. I, you know, I'll do this. But after year five, year six, that may, you know, that just may be too much. So I think we had it towards a culture. Everybody keeps things separate. I think people go have their own houses and still be married. Like, I'm going to my house tonight. You going to your house tonight? Yeah, me too. People are like that. Yeah, we yeah. had it towards, yeah. I, I don't, I, I can see where that's healthy. And I can see where it can be, where everybody has their separate bills and you worry about your bills, I worry about mine. But yeah. I can see that's healthy and I can see that it's not. Yeah. But to answer your question, pros and cons of living together. That's <laughs> interesting. Should you live together before you marry? Should you live together? I think people's muscle memory takes a longer time to change by the time you decide to get married, even if you live with them. So whatever habits they traditionally have, that's not going to change within you living with them for a gotcha. year to probably takes five years, six years for somebody to if change they're willing this, to change it, if, if they're willing to change it go. for them to upgrade to the, the slightest habit, right? Yeah. Uh, living with somebody, when you get in that honeymoon phase, you stay, most men, we going to lay up or they, she going to lay up or vice versa. Yeah. So you kind of living with them anyway, and you're going to get a whiff and see how it goes. But I think one of the biggest the biggest thing about living with somebody is do you enjoy their smell? Mm. Do you like the that's way that person smells? Like I think that's a key component that people dismiss. Like yeah. I love the way my wife smells. That scientifically makes sense because of pheromones and things. Yeah, so, I mean no, that makes and, sense. And, and then you're in a comfortable state where you actually want to be there because yeah. we start to take on different traits. If y'all remember <laughs> that movie Love Jones, right? Remember the yeah. movie Love Jones? It's an old movie, kids. Check it out. It's a great film. Lorenz Tate, Neil Long. <laughs> Neil Long is still bad, by the way. Oh, yeah. In that movie, if I'm not mistaken, she didn't smoke cigarettes until she started messing with him. And then later on in the movie, you see her take on that trait of smoking cigarette. Even mm-hmm. though it's like it can be considered as a bad trait, she, their lives started to blend and they started to mesh and do the same thing. So mm-hmm. you learn different traits. What do you think, man? Pros and cons. Well, first, man, I want to point to uh, point out the, the the fact that you made, man. It's a fact, man, that uh, well, I heard someone say this. That <laughs> He said, any man, <laughs> he said, if you want to be, if you want a woman to um, to be a little more attracted to you, he said, make sure you smell good. Yes. He said, yeah. I'm telling you, you he said, my father. even the yeah. ugliest guy will look a little bit better. My, my, father had all the colognes, my father had all the colognes on the dressing. I remember being yeah, little, I'm going to middle, in middle school, yep. hitting, you know, you smell good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So I want to throw that at But uh, yeah, I always got my stuff, man. I, I, I mean, I've always done it. That's, that's high school. You learned that when you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm keep <laughs> you know it saying? Making sure you smell good. Yeah. When I was in, when I was in college and, and my girlfriend would come over, Man, I'm throwing everything in the closet. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. My room was dirty. Yeah. yeah. She had no idea. Exactly. Surprise. Exactly. Don't open that closet, though. Don't. Right. <laughs> Pros and cons, man. I've been, I've been in situations where, you know, I've had women that were very 
neat and then very messy, man. Uh, <laughs> neat and, and very messy. <laughs> neat. Yeah. And then others that are very yeah, messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, you can't be neat and messy. Yeah. And messy uh, and dirty aren't the same thing. Messy and dirty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You heard what Sinbad said <laughs> right. about yeah. dirty and funky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dirty we can wear again. Yeah. Funky's in the class by go. itself. Right. I don't think I have a, I ain't messing the way funky. Um, but um, <laughs> or dirty. But yo, uh, or dirty. You know what I'm saying? So I think, okay, so to the question, man, mm-hmm. um, I think there are pros and cons of living together before marriage. I first think that, um, you shouldn't you shouldn't live with a person before marriage okay. because now you plan a house right okay and you haven't committed to them fully yet but you making you're living with them you making marriage decisions when it comes to bills i mean i'm assuming mm-hmm. you bills yeah responsibilities Under normal house, circumstances. you know what i'm saying you you're making these commitments on yourself so now you're acting as if you are in that type of relationship which can cause pressure to a couple, you feel what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and extended conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So, because quick question. That, I, I want I want to keep you right there. Hold on, man. Hold on. Yeah, you got it. You right. You right here. With, come right on, here. Come on, come on. What about the people that see it as you're saying that marriage is a government institution for taxes? Like people look at it that way. But people that actually say, "Hey, we really are married. We just don't need to go down to the courthouse and sign paperwork to do it." In that regard of how you feeling, I want you to finish your statement, but yeah, I, I didn't want you to go too far and then the subject line changes a little bit. No. In that regard, what do you say to people like that who actually go well together without documentation? Well, that's well, that in itself is a is to me it's a different, it's a different headline, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You talking about people that are not married at all. Not they, married they're just no. in a relationship. In a relationship. But they yeah. together, you feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As if they were married or before marriage. Or before now, marriage. Now, yeah. this this before marriage, is this we're going to get married? Or have we talked about marriage? Or are we just shacking up? Because mm. you got people that just shack up. They just living together for the benefit of either bills or they just love each other. They want us to be hanging out. But they just want to be like that, you, you know, know, for yeah. multiple reasons. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm, I guess I'm being very general when I say what I'm saying. I got you. You know, when it comes to just before you get married, mm-hmm. marry, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think that it, it kind of, if you're if you're courting one another, like mm-hmm. you know, as you should, right before you get married, you like I think you mentioned this. You're gonna be over their house. You're you gonna be gonna with them it. all the time. Yeah. It's a honeymoon phase, like you said. So you're gonna phase. see how they live. They no, may no, not. They no, may. They, no, because I can clean up every time you come I, over. I, I get that, but the thing is, if I'm always over your house, mm-hmm. like for people that really are honeymooning, like he's saying, okay. they always at the yeah, house. You, you they, yo, we going out they tonight. They damn near nah, together bro. all the time. Now, I'm, I'm always at your house. I'm at your house. More yeah. than that, when I'm at my own house. Gotcha. You got people that are in that right now. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like I see how you live and I see when you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I make you <laughs> breakfast in in, the, in bed. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm funny, not going nowhere, right? Yeah. Thing is about, I just don't. I'm just not living here. The exactly. funny thing about the guy who's always at the girl's house, she was like, "Let's go to your house." <laughs> yeah, like, like, yo, chill. Yo, like, clean up. Yeah, yo, nah, stay right. right, man. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I do think that they're like, I, I. I'm not saying it's like I, I'm all one sided. You said there are pros and cons. Too. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cons is that. Now the pros to it, of course, is the general stuff. Like you yeah. get to know the more. You know what I'm saying? You've kind of, I guess, ironed out all of the necessary. Well, and and it, like again, it's not even ironing it out because it takes a long time. Like yeah, you saying, exposed to really. Things, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Da, 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 da. So it kind of puts again. I guess I'm going back to the con now. But I guess the pro is like you get a chance to kind of see what life would be. Mm-hmm. with them 
before it happens. We all know what the pros for men is, but the showers, the rollover, all that good stuff. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, be grown yeah, here. Yeah, so yeah. the hot rags, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he's saying, you can get that if she's just over or you're just over right. all the time. But the playing house, I think, is necessary because everybody doesn't know how to play house. Me as a young child, I didn't envisualize, I didn't visualize how I was going to be as a husband, I visualized how I was going to be as a father mm-hmm. moreover. So somebody like me who probably didn't prepare, you know, when I first got married, it's oh, some things I had to change. I got two people in this household that's going to be here, yeah. you know? Right. So yeah. some people can't make those changes or are not willing to. So if you don't do the shack up role with intention of doing it forever, mm-hmm. you know, once you do shack up, up under marriage, there may be things that just will not work in the household that may be deal breakers. So that's just saying there's pros to it. In my, you know. <laughs> what is a deal breaker from living together, y'all? Well, let's huh? go through that. What is a deal breaker when you live together? What is a deal? Just, I mean, just take the what was right? the, the bathing thing. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, just, I mean, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> just, I mean, I know, I know that's extreme, but sometimes you stream extreme no, stuff. But when I look on TikTok and they do those memes and they say, who babes more, who babes less? Yeah. A lot of times the guy be pointing at the girl like she babes the less. And I'm like, Whoa. whatever the situation man, is, you know? Man, if you say you know a guy what? I'm not going to let you No, I'm just saying. <laughs> a guy, guy was in a situation with a woman and that didn't babe like as much as he would have liked it to. Like she would like, he would ask her basic stuff like, okay, you just finished working out. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to come in and you're going to babe. No, she would want to just chill, mm-hmm. be on the couch. And just shower, and then maybe shower. Maybe, later. yeah. Like, he like, or nah. or she never showered, before, <laughs> or she never showered before bed. Yeah. Like, like yo, why you get this in bed? Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, but so, to him, pheromones. But to him, man. but to him, oh, no, 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 no. that <laughs> may mean shower after you go to workout. But like, to him, that may like, mean more. To someone, they be like, okay, yeah, she eventually she'll get in the shower. Okay, it ain't that bad. To someone else, like, nah, man, you are nasty. Yeah, they were like, you nasty. You you net no. Does that skip over love, you guys? No, it can actually destroy. <laughs> oh, it. It can, yeah, yeah, it go right through it. Exactly. Yeah, no, oh, love, love, right through that, Jake. Love is overrated. Love is overrated. What's, it's more, dangerous. what's more important, love or like? <clears throat> like, like. I like yeah. like because yeah. I'm gonna tell you like this: like you love everybody. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? I love y'all, man. Yeah, y'all, yeah. you're my homies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I can I can love a person. You know what I'm saying? Because it's. My, I feel it's my duty as a Christian, as a person to love everybody. You ain't really do me no harm. Okay, I love you. I love everybody. Everybody cool with me. Boom, boom. But to be in your presence and to like you like that, to want to be around you like around. that, mm-hmm. that's a different kind of, yeah. Eh, I don't know, because yeah. we just on jail. I love you, Brad. I love you. But I don't, we don't really line. have much in common. Yeah. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I see you. It's my dude. You know exactly. like, I can't really rock out with you like that. Yeah. Same thing. You know, I, I can love you as a person and what you're trying to do with your life, but our interests may not align. So I really don't like you. I can't really just like be comfortable with you, but I can love you for what you're trying to do. You may be a good father. <laughs> you know, you may be a good father as a person. Like, man, you really don't. You take your kids everywhere. You talk to your kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you also may always cheat on your wife. So I can't really like you because, you, yeah. you know, every time we go out, you're looking for the girls and all that. So, you know, yeah, that's tough. So, that's less. Listen, man. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's also a personality thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, right. you, you vibe with people's personality. Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I think, like, you set yourself up. We'll go back to what you're saying. Mm. You're setting yourself up to me. Okay. When you in 
you you living with a female mm-hmm. and <laughs> you you learn all this stuff now and then although people might not mind you know what I'm saying getting me stuff moving out there like that mm-hmm. but it causes more conflict like I can easily break up with you just you but I got my own apartment right you know yeah. what I'm saying I got yeah. somewhere else I gotta go I ain't gotta go find no other place like right. it's, it's so many things that can kind of like if she walk away, yeah, like you I mean, like, but at that point, are you putting like one foot in and one foot out? You're not committing from behind. Yeah. You know, I mean, perception. It can be, you know, it can be, it can be viewed you like that. If she but, you walk know. away, I'm a lover from behind. Oh, that's stupid, yo. One foot in, one foot out, huh? One foot in, one foot out. Absolutely. A lot of men do that too. Because, like I said, me growing up, I didn't know. Maybe because you know, my parents divorced at 14. So in my eyes, divorce is normal. But there's nothing divorce wrong. is okay to me. But is it is because no no happy marriage ended in divorce. Is there something wrong with divorce though? No. Are you a failure if you get a divorce? No, I don't I don't think so. No, I don't man. think it, de- so. it depends on how you go into it. Like no one goes into I don't think so. Most people, I ain't gonna say all, mm-hmm. but I in my opinion, I think most people don't go into marriage. With the idea that they're going to divorce. No, I don't. I don't, I don't man, or, or, or even this, or even this, for right? Hollywood marriages, right? Right. Two years. We get a baby out this thing. We good. Or like, like in, in anything you you try to achieve. If you're if you're like, uh, this is till death do us part, right? You okay. know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's like if this is we, man. This is listen to it. if I if I vow to do something, mm-hmm. that means that there must be a level of understanding that whatever I'm vowing to is going to be difficult to do. Gotcha. I don't vow that I'm going to- It's gonna uh, be a process. Man, I'm a, I am vow to you, bro, that I'm gonna finish this this bottle of, 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 of Jack. Mm-hmm. Or this, yo, this ice cream, I vow to you, bro, that I'm gonna finish it today, Yeah. right? Nobody's vowing to do something that they know they can do that, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's you vowing because you know whatever it is that you're doing is going to be difficult to do. Okay. And that whether you know how difficult it is, whether you know how difficult it is, yeah. you but you but you know that there's going to be some yeah. obstacles, yeah, you know, and whatever it is, you going you know that I'm going when that comes, I'm going to do everything I need to do to get past it. So gotcha. how do you feel? So divorce is not okay if you haven't done everything you need to do to keep the union together. Yeah, that's true. And, okay. and 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 outside of what you know what to do as well. That's true. true. And that's true. How do you guys feel that eighty percent of women leave? The marriage what is that what is that how does that make you feel i, I would think that probably ties into probably ugh, maybe more men are just cheating well they say, they say at a 26 percent rate men cheat and i think at 22 or 23 percent women cheat but there's more women than men it's more women than men so well, uh, what do you we're, mean? About, we're about even when it comes to cheating when it comes to cheating in marriages yeah. so okay. but 80 percent of the time they leave 80%. how does that make y'all what is that seem to you what is that i know it doesn't matter to you personally yeah because you have your own personal home yeah. what does that feel about where we're at as a culture because most times to be honest when these marriages go astray it kind of leaves a wrinkle in time for a lot of people because a lot of people don't get to remarry a lot of people fall into financial struggles kids get affected things happen where we're not not we're no longer building mm-hmm. we're just stuck I think it, I think that the reason why, if I could give a, a definition, I could be wrong, of course, why women would leave more, right? Because that's not, I, that's not afraid to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, I think that women are a, a lot 
connected emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to a relationship or a marriage, they're connected emotionally. Agree. They're nurturing. They're that part of the the uh, the union, right? Yeah. And once that emotion is gone, once that feeling of like their their natural feeling of emotion and and nurturing and and, and loving and comforting is gone then there's nothing left for the women to to do which again i think leads them to move on or to at least be separate from that there even even in their hurt yeah they're no longer connected or either it's either that or they're hurting so much that they can't trust this man anymore they to would allow themselves to be vulnerable with him mm-hmm. gotcha and 20 percent of the time well actually 80 percent, 80 percent, right so most of the time men aren't getting to that phase because we're not emotional beings. we're we're about we're conquerors we're 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 we're, we're, we're lions we're workers of the land yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying that's what we do yeah the women are the nurturers we're the you know the ones that go out to hunt mm-hmm. we are the ones that do this dare shit. i say having one wife just doesn't work <laughs> worse than me because i can't handle more than one I'm gonna tell you that now. i can't afford more than one i can't handle more. <laughs> i'm good i'm good <laughs> You had some questions that you wanted to ask the group, and I think it would be great for us to talk about it. Once again, this is Solutions for Men podcast, episode 50. I'm super excited here. I want to thank you to these two men for coming out here today. We're just having candid conversation. We usually have these deep questions that I come up with, but today we're just having a state of the union, pretty mm-hmm. much. Nice. See, man. All right. So I was I ran across a little interesting, uh, interesting post mm-hmm. regarding marriage. So man to the woman. So the question is, well, the statement is, my wife has gained weight and I don't find her physically attractive anymore. Ouch. But I love her wholeheartedly and want her to be healthy with me. And real quickly, there's some more to it. So been with my wife for eight years now. And over that time, our weight has fluctuated. Since 2017, we've been trying to lose weight and I've managed to lose 60 pounds and now I'm thin. Mm. And in my health, am I healthy BMI range? So he's good now. I've been trying over the last few years to get my wife on board, but she doesn't stick with it. I asked her to go on walks and jobs with me, but she refuses. I asked her to walk our dogs or take our daughter to the park, but it's a few, but it's few and far in between. She did a weight loss challenge and lost 20 pounds last year, but has since gained it back. She is approximately 70 pounds overweight. When we first got together, she was a little thick, which I loved and absolutely gorgeous. Now I'm not attracted to the extremely unhealthy version of her. I love her with all my heart and I never dreamed of leaving her, but, but my attraction is so much lower because of her weight. How do I go about this? I love for her to be healthy with me. I love her and I want my attraction to her to be better. Any info or help is appreciated. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Yo, I'm about to, I'm about I'm to about say anything, go ahead, go I'm ahead. about to keep it a buck. What happens when y'all turn 70? And, right? and you're both not attractive? Yeah, like it, it comes to a point where you say eight years, right? Mm-hmm. You, what else is attractive about her? Is just her physically? Or you just nah. want out about there? Because listen, I'm not condemning mm-hmm. that brother for having his what he likes, right? Mm-hmm. What his love language is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, bro, things are gonna sag. Things are gonna be different. Life is gonna come in. Is she having babies for you? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, what, what's going on here? Because it's not the whole story. Yes, men lose weight faster than women. Scientific, scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. We do the thing, and we have 
it depends on how his household is run, what type of availability he has to actually implement these things. Yeah. Now, I do agree that he is inviting her on these journeys and she doesn't want to take them. Her muscle memory is different from what her achievements are. Mm-hmm. And we do outgrow each other. Mm-hmm. But he's not saying that we outgrown each other. He's just saying physically, you don't look good. Yeah. Well, guess what? Physically, we all not going to do one day. Eventually, at some point. Yeah. That he's not saying that she's not growing with me in the mentality and moving forward with his family. He's saying physically, <laughs> you're not looking good no more. Mm-hmm. There's other women that look good. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say say that, but yeah, go ahead. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. well, my, I, I would say. I would say. I would suggest him to him um, continue doing what he's doing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes. You know, women, uh, they uh, they get down about their weight. They get down about where they are. And when they feel like they're trying and it's not seeming to satisfy them at, at the time, they lose interest. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing with, with the, the challenges and the and whatever it is, the keep the challenges going, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Invite her to work out with y'all. Work out where so the kids can go, you know, and y'all can do y'all own thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's ways to... His ways around just allowing her or or just sitting in his um temper tantrum. Oh, or t- he's I don't mad. know. He's, he's mad, mad at him. Like, and it's like, yeah, you're just not, look not at you, right. you looking bad now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, look at that. Because at the, day, at the end of the day, this is your prize, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. God bless you with this woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you 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 with her, you married, you, you, and that's the thing. And the thing is, at the end of the day, my father always taught me, he was like, yo. He's like in marriage and he always used examples. He said, you got to water your flower, right? This is your flower. You know what I'm saying? This is yours. Okay. Now you can not, you can choose to not water it and see it wilt and just fall away until it ain't nothing. Else. Or you can continue to flower it, flower and, and it'll be beautiful all the time. And then even in the midst of her feeling like she's not beautiful, he's got his, he's got to understand that it's not about her weight. That's not attracting to him. Mm-hmm. It's about her work ethic to get the weight off that's yeah. unattractive because I bet you if she get in the gym and she uh, uh, working it out, she's going to start to look a little bit different because it's not the fact and that pressure is going to be on yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now he's going to have guys like, right, you know what I'm saying? Because, oh, right. because yeah. when she was doing the weight challenge, <laughs> mm-hmm. you was cool. Yeah. She was doing weight and challenge. She she some success. And she didn't, and then she didn't lose the 20 pounds the next day. Yeah. It took a while for her to lose that weight. Yeah. So obviously she was overweight when she started. Yeah. But you was, you know what I'm saying? You was intrigued. You was, you know, with her, and you were saying, "I'm sure because she was active and actively doing it, it, it made you attractive to her." You know what I'm saying? But now that she's not doing the things that you wanted her to do, mm. now she becomes unattractive. And my thing is also the last point is communication is key. You feel what I'm saying? Communication is everything. People, the problem with marriages is this that we try to avoid the tough conversations. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Don't and sometimes that. when yeah. you avoid the tough conversations, you either eat yourself up. And you find yourself walking away or miserable because you ain't had the hard conversation. You ain't had the courage enough to have a hard conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you had a hard conversation, you both you you understand that, okay, babe, I want to talk to you about something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's been on my mind, and I don't want you to feel attacked or anything by what I'm about to say to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But this is this is the things that I've been thinking about. And I'm saying this in love. And if she's able to take that in love and receive that in love, that will be even more powerful for her to be like. Damn, my husband feels this way and he well let me let me let me let me try let me try to okay. do a little bit more than what i'm doing because i do want him to feel a certain way about me 
ain't no woman gonna be like that. Well, I'm just bad. I'm good, man. I don't care less how you think or how I feel or how I look. I mean, if she's not that kind of woman, exactly, then there's hope. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a way, you know, I mean, pay you. Like I said, you know, I think yeah. it's more to it than what he was saying. It's more to it that I don't think he's, I think it's more to it than if you lose attractiveness, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's more to that. I think it's, he might be looking at her ambition. He might be looking yeah, at so her, her, her yeah. drive. Yeah. He's like, yo, we're trying to you move ain't forward. trying to do nothing. Like, you, yeah. You, yeah. He's looking or, at Or, or somebody said, else, though. There you go. Because that, yeah. Also, ahead. also, he said, too, that when I first met her, she was thick and I loved it. Mm hmm. That may have been the the number one thing. The apex. That yeah, that may have been not her personality, yeah. her work ethic, drive, in the great, whenever they, yeah. you know, whatever, how she right. is as a mother, things like that. That may be the defining factor for him. Maybe. So now yeah. your top quality, you're starting to diminish on that top quality to him, or mm-hmm. now he can't he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And he's mentioned he mentioned previously how I love her wholeheartedly. Yeah. But no, do you? I love her. Do you? Wholeheartedly, because my, because my thing is like, (laughs) my thing is like, you know, you 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 can, because everybody has a type. Everybody has a type. Everybody has attraction. You know, it's a it's a natural thing to have whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. what I'm saying that's this thing that's built in us, right? I'm. I mean, I could throw this out. It's all these are assumed scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, you getting your stuff together, and he's working out, and obviously he's somewhere where other people are working out as well. So because you see this. Where mm-hmm. you at, and then you go home and you see this, mm-hmm. you always compare it. Yeah. It's a comparison, comparison, comparison. Whoa. So that starts to affect your, your mental after a while. Exactly. You know, I think uh, what is mainly important about being married and being in a marriage is you need to be your whole self for your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you are a freak or you are a person who speaks outspokenly, be that. Be that. Be that. Because yeah. Don't let your spouse be surprised about who you are when mm-hmm. you're in mixed company or when they hear about you. Mm-hmm. They got to be like, yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, right. She got to know you more than anybody else in the world. That's right. Even yeah. if you a person who loves being promiscuous, loves flirting, she got to know that about you. Yeah, he going to do that or she going to do that. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know who they are with you mm-hmm. when this union happens. Mm-hmm. You have everybody mm-hmm. has their own standards. Everybody has their own agreements on how each one of them should act in public or in private. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have this agreement, if my wife walk past me and say, yo, yo, you need to come down like 10, 20 pounds. I'm not going to be hurt about that because I know she really cares about me. Yeah. I know she don't want a medical bill when we're 65 <laughs> years old. I get that yeah. right. That's true. Like, it's yeah. a lot of things that yeah. we're talking about here that it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I know you had another question. You no, actually, I'm going to piggyback off something you just said. Um, you said be your whole self. Yeah. So how important is it, even before you're dating, in a perfect scenario, to be friends with the person that you're about to date, or the you know, in in our, in our in our situations, be friends with the girl before we actually have the title of boyfriend girlfriend. Well, y'all spoke about like, like is friendship. Yeah, you gotta be. Yeah, like is mm-hmm. friendship. Like you, you gotta have to f- really like. For me, being married, there are times where the love circles back around, and so mm-hmm. does like. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to get back to it, mm-hmm. and if people don't talk about that in marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes you, don't, yeah. you might not even like each other. Yeah, you yeah. might not even like each other at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but right. but there's a circle back around where it picks back up because you really appreciate the person that they are. But it might take a while mm-hmm. because if we talking about to death do us part, you might go a whole year where you just can't stand each other. Then you might go seven where you love each other. And then another year comes in where the growth happens. Yeah, where everybody's changing their ideologies, yeah. their their knowledge, their understanding mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Their their leadership 
you might clash on what religion you want your baby to be. Like it could be anything yeah. that comes along yeah. that derails this process right. from yeah. permeating together. And when we talk about like love and relationships, it comes back around. But one thing you do have to understand when you're married is if you're in it for that, the person is going nowhere. I once heard a woman say, I'm married to my husband regardless of what he does. Mm. Right? Uh, and <laughs> and she said, I don't have to like him. I don't have to form a union with him. But in front of everyone else, we're going to roll with it. We're going to do what we have to because I made a commitment for me, my vow. Mm-hmm. Right? And some people like, nah, I ain't doing that. Well, some people like, yo, I hear her. It depends mm-hmm. on who you are. Yeah, yeah. Be your whole self. Just be yourself. And be unapologetic mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Hypocrites don't listen to people when they speak. Mm-hmm. And then when something happens, they go, they're the victim. Now, this person is telling you. Mm-hmm. He's telling her. If it, let's, let's just pick his side for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's just pick his side. Mm-hmm. Hey, babe, I don't like the fact that you gain weight. You're looking unattractive. Oh, boy, stop playing. She put food in her mouth. Mm-hmm. She keep putting food in her mouth. Just ignore his emotions and his feelings of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a divorce and yeah, finds a person smaller. Mm-hmm. See, that's where the, that's, our society yeah. would say she's a victim. But he's telling her. When when women or men tell you something, listen. Yeah, that's what it is. I heard I heard uh, and react. Say that. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, like you say, I mean, being your whole self is most important, man. You know, because then you know who you're dealing with before yeah. you get to that get you to that hour before you yeah. start to get into a, a real relationship or a serious one anyway. But then to your point about friends, man, like friends is like, that's a part, of, that's a part where you realize that this person uh, can be in your, allow them to be in your space like that. You know, right. you, you enjoy that time. Cause like, why would you get into a long relationship with somebody that you, you're not even friends with? That don't make sense. I mean, like, that's, and that's part of why, it, that's part of you putting on the, all right, when you first start dating, you got to be your best self, right? Yeah. That's the, and that's part of it. Yeah. When you're friends with someone, or let's say we are as a whole group of us, and there's some females, and we always talk, you know, there's no relationship there, but we always talk. So I see her yeah. in a light, in a normal light, in a friendship light, not as one trying to right. court each other. You know like her personality. You know her, person, her true personality, yeah. as she is as a person, not someone who's trying to court. Is that important to view? Or to see before getting into a relationship, because honestly, I think that like even even in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like you may be talking to a, or, or like you said, the same setting with a bunch of same setting, people and people, yeah. like that, and you see the female and y'all cool and like, boom, she like, man, she like one of the homies, man. I, you know, we can talk about anything, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. but she's like that in mixed company. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Not in relationships, but, but, but in a relationship, mm-hmm. she's different, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? That's when the friendship becomes okay. How much of friends are we? Because you have friends that are friends only in mixed company, and you have friends that are we're actually friends. We can hang out by ourselves. ourselves. We have real conversations, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know about your your mama. You know know about my daddy. Like I know where you come from. Like you know what I'm saying? We have those type of friendships. Mm -hmm. Those are the friendships that really we talking about right now. Gotcha. You feel that kind of friendship? Yeah. Yeah. Because me and my wife initially we were friends in mixed company. So I knew her when it was everybody chilling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how she was, you know, how she used to work. Like, you know, hey, like she's mm-hmm. real bubbly and everything like that. But as a friend, when we started to like have the, when the, when the mixed company became to become smaller, mm-hmm. when it's not as many people, 
when in that, instead of it being now a group of 10 of us, it's now a group of four of us. More communication. So now we can talk more. We can yeah, kind of yeah. boom by to the point where as though we re- that's when we used to really realize like, wow, that's something about her. Mm-hmm. That's something about him. Mm-hmm. When the company started to get smaller mm-hmm. to a point where as though when we realized like, I think I'm, I think I'm interested in her yeah. because she seems cool, cool. Let's try to see what it looks like when it's just us. Mm-hmm. So then we became friends one-on-one and begin to learn each other. Gotcha. Understanding that, yeah, you know, boom, boom, boom. And at the end of the day, we we became friends for a purpose. For a purpose. We're like, okay, yeah. well, all right, let's see. Let's ask more questions about each other. Yeah. Because it wasn't the pressure of being boyfriend or girlfriend or anything. Because we chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, so tell me more about yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Boom, boom. And if it worked, it worked. You know what I'm saying? If it yeah. didn't, we just keep it moving. But in our case, it worked. Gotcha. 650. Check, man. Take your time. That's what she said. That's what my wife said. Okay. So take your time. Questions for us. I got you scheduled. Got you. How much time we need? Twenty. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I think we kind of covered a lot. Okay. Now we about to get into it. To it. About to get into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Go ahead. Go ahead. To get into it. To come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. We're good. All right. So. I want to talk about this. This has been bothering me. Just close your man for all husbands out there, man. Make sure your communication is right with your wife. You know what I'm saying? Make sure. And uh, you know what I mean? All, all corners are covered, man. You know what I'm saying? I want yes, no issues yes. when I get home, man. Yes, sir. You know yes, sir. I got, a, I got a little man I got to look after, man. There so, you go. You know, I don't want to be off my, my game. Man, I don't do that checking in stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't look like checking in with my wife, homie. You bugging, dog. I'm a G, wait, wait till after this podcast. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. You see that belt? You hear that belt? Hey, hey, that belt in the background. Better. <laughs> it's not like somebody clapping cheeks back there. What's going on back there? So I, I think um, the conversation I want to have before while we're closing, and thank for everybody tuning in. I know it's a little different format today. If you first, if your first time listening, the format is different. If you're all the time listener, thank you for checking it out. Sure. The conversation I want to have is very deep one. From my perspective, anecdotally, I never heard a black man say I hate black women. But I've held a conference room and people say they've heard those things, which I accept and I respect. I told you I leave with respect. My problem is I'm hearing that the next generation of black men are saying black women ain't ish. But what I see is a lot of black women coming together and taking on roles and conjugating different plights they necessarily don't live or or people making money off the propaganda to perpetuate something they don't live outside of them monetizing money so the narrative is good that we have this diversified relationship between black men and black women mm-hmm. i'm going to make money off this but in my personal life i'm married i got kids i'm doing great and i'm taking the money it's no different when we talked about selling drugs to the community now we're selling pain. Now we're selling relationships. Now we're selling trauma. It's no different. It's a, this is a mm-hmm. different drug. We're selling trauma right now. Mm-hmm. We're selling discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, and you guys speak anecdotally, mm-hmm. right? We all come from different walks of life. We got other homeboys in these streets and everything like that. Most black fathers I know, most, most are good fathers. 
most men that I know, and I keep a large catalog catalog of men, they're not, they're doing good. They're doing things and they have integrity with respect. And I, tr I implore other females to get with somebody of a man who has this integrity, respect and things of life, because he's not gonna let other people come into his circle that don't permeate or have the same level of energy that he possesses. They, statistically it says, 16% of the black men in our community populate our population, 16%. That means there's a whole nother percentage that's not getting nothing. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not, per they're not <laughs> making babies. They're not <laughs> dropping it, getting it. It's only 16%, but it seems like that 16% is also driving a narrative of who we are substantially as a whole in it. Mm -hmm. My question to you all after I made this large statement is, how do you feel when you see they say that black men are ish and that we don't love black women and that we talk about them in a negative light. And to add a, add a caveat on top of that, how do you feel that, for example, they use teenage boys instead of the men around them for their examples? What the teen, they, they use what the teenage boys say? They use the teenage, they As, use what teenage boys are doing in high school and in college versus the men. 80% of yeah. black men marry black. 80%, over 80%. But it's that's something that's not on TV. We got like two shows, maybe? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to respond. I mean, when you said 16-year-old boys, man, and you you basing your narrative upon what they saying, what they doing. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. I, I'm like... They're looking at these babies, these young boys, and saying, hey, they're taking the wrong kids to the prom. They're taking other cultures to the prom. They're doing all this diversifying of their portfolio, right? Yeah, but well, that doesn't mean I'm they... empathetic to the women that are saying that because Let, let's hear it. I mean, as far as when I say I'm empathetic, I feel sorry for them that you think that way. Mm. You know, honestly, that you think. But if this is what they're seeing, and this is their reality, this is their experiences. But I'm what I'm saying is these are not my experiences. Mm -hmm. And barbershop exactly. talk all around the world mm -hmm. that I know, mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of places. We've all traveled the world. Mm -hmm. We've all been in a lot of places. I've never mm -hmm. heard black men say such whole lip. Now I say, man, I heard men say, honestly, man, I'm tired of these bees. Yo, they get on my nerves. Mm -hmm. But then he go date another black woman. He go get another yeah. one. Yeah. I've never heard them say. It sounds like it's coming from a place of hurt from those women. So yeah, but how if, much hurt if, we if, got? If it's not a large topic, if it's not the, the majority of the men that are saying that, and the very and there are a few men that are saying it and it's sticking to them like that, where it's an issue. It's not just no. that. It's sticking to the narrative. I'm gonna throw it out there, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this: like there, there are men, right? Because I've I've listened to multiple podcasts and conversations, yeah. especially when it comes to uh, uh, interracial dating, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a hot topic. Where why don't the black man marry the white woman? I mean, why the black man don't stay in his Race. you know his race yeah. right mm -hmm. and it's and a lot of it is because the black woman is loud the black woman is is this that you know stereotypical stuff yeah. right you know what i'm saying uh about you know how they how they uh they act essentially right yeah. how the white woman act mm -hmm. but then you also have we have our experiences right we have our experiences with identifying with black women that are uh that are intelligent yeah that are yeah. driven yeah. that are respectful you know what i'm saying that are that are queens right mm -hmm. but then just to throw it out there you do find yourself 
seeing on, on occasions mm-hmm. black women certain black women not portraying themselves as the other ones would want them to i mean and, that, and that's where I, that's where i may be commercial people may not agree with what i'm saying but you go girl when you when you, you when, brave when, when you hear about <laughs> when, when you hear women say stuff like uh i don't want a man that works nine to five mm-hmm. i want a man i want a uh, a shot caller or i want uh a drug dealer a owner, i want, a I want boss, somebody that, a boss a ball i want somebody that got money that when i need money they just give me money when i want money Wait, let me ask you this question mm-hmm. is that the overall narrative i don't think that's the underbelly I'm not that saying it's overall, think, but what I'm saying is I'm piece. putting I'm putting it in perspective, because what happens is when a woman say or when when we say that a man says that black women ain't ish, mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? We gotta understand. Okay, we don't necessarily agree with that, but what is causing them to say that? Yes, we yes. can't negate that. We can't just say, oh, they just randomly but it's ha- said it's that. happening vice versa. That's the thing. Both of us are saying we ain't ish to each other, but and the thing I, is, and I don't see evidence to where we can substantiate. Where we both don't feel like we ish. Black women are awesome. Yeah, and a lot of, of black, yeah, a lot right. of black men I know are awesome. Awesome, that's right. Right, and as there are some black, since I'm a man, I can't speak for women. Since I'm a man, I know some men who are trying to get it together, or they're mm-hmm. never gonna want to get it together. But, but I'm gonna I'm use an example for you real fast, right? If I walk up to a, a, a bucket or a, a, a cup, this cup of water, right, mm-hmm. and I got. Uh, something in the water, like a bug or something. Mm-hmm. You not most people, especially if you at a restaurant, right? Going to say, "Oh man, hold on, let me get a spoon real quick and get this bug out of this water." No, mm-hmm. you are going to say, "I want a whole another oh. cup of water." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you think about what I'm saying and then you put it in perspective, like although we got some really good men, we got some really good women. Sometimes the ones that are put on the screen or that that. They make it. Some black men make us look bad. Yeah, world is like that's that's fact. And systematically, some, they get paid to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but at the end of the day, they take the bait, right? Yeah. And so back to my water. Somebody that's trying to find the good one, gonna look and be like, oh man, I'm going uh, to somebody who's thirsty, or somebody that's thirsty, or somebody yeah, that no want that wants that wants water, wants the water, like, and wants some <laughs> clean water with this whole glass. Yeah, you know saying every every situation right now, this is all the situation I have. This is my experience right now. This mm-hmm. cup of water, mm-hmm. I want some clean water. This experience right now has led me to want a whole oh. different cup of water. Yeah, and you know what happens with these that what we're experiencing? There's no more water or cups to go around, so you you rather go thirsty. It's the, it's the same scenario when you say, if I gave you a big bowl of Skittles and told you one would kill you, would you take a handful and eat it? If it was 3,000 no. Skittles in a, 3,000 Skittles in a bucket, yeah. would you, and one Skittle would kill you, would you take a handful and eat it for $10 million? No. No. So I agree with you when you say that. And I, I, what, I, what, it, what is making me upset is the narrative that we don't move fast enough as black men or we don't defend or defend black women. Let me say this out loud. When you say we don't defend y'all if domestic violence or any other situations going on, you have to remember there's a two-way street on defense. When we step out there to defend someone, whether it's a stranger, sister, or cousin, if we are married, we're leaving our family defenseless. We have to make a decision right there whether we're gonna leave what we've been cultivating. Yep. To defend you, our castle. Right. We have to leave our so castle. How do we fix that? We fix that by having these things already in place. Mm-hmm. Men know 
when they're held accountable for things, they do not do certain things. When other men know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of cowards out there and there's a lot of real dudes, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of real dudes, a lot of cowards, but when accountability is present in a room full of men, only certain men step up and bark because they know they can handle the accountability that comes. Mm-hmm. A lot of men was like, I don't want none of that yeah. because I don't even want to see how it goes for, for me for that situation. Yeah. It's just a room full of men. And that's what, to me, to me, what it looks like when we're talking about if you're walking down the street and you see a man beating on a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to immediately jump in and say, hey, don't beat on that woman? Mm-hmm. Knowing you got kids and wife at home and this man might have a weapon and you don't? Knowing that you don't know what happened between them to bring both of them to that extreme? Because we had a conversation about how many women actually hit men that's unreported mm-hmm. and all people can do is pull up stats of what is reported but when you ask a lot of men throughout their life how many women hit you first and you didn't do anything yeah that is another ego thing or yeah. another pride thing we got to get past mm-hmm. like, so on listen- the surface you're saying of course in response to that it's easy to say if i see a woman in distress i will defend or save her Right. It's easy to say. It's easy to say. Mm-hmm. But without you knowing the backstory, right. it puts you in a position, especially from as a spectator, stranger, or you know, just someone not in the situation mm-hmm. that puts you in a position. Especially like, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. like you said, that person, that guy may have a weapon on him. And you can't go to the highlights like a George Floyd or somebody getting no, no, no. You gotta, of course we should step in for those. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about your everyday neighborhood situation. Yeah. Where you see old girl getting beat, like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa. You could, yo, my man, you could talk to him. Yeah. But you ain't gonna put your, you, should you put your life at risk? That's that? it. And it, it and is and not think, about black women, it's your life. Yeah. And I think it's about the time we live in, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine if that was, you know, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? You could probably be like, yeah, yo, man. big man, hey, 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 bro, like, you know, cool out, cuz, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you walk more and talk him down. Yeah. Now, like get shot. They, yeah, it's a different day now. Yeah, you know even if your intentions or your approach yeah. is like, bruh, you know what I'm saying? hey man, come, come here. Let me holler at you. Like me. the What's most, you, yeah, the most, yeah. you could, the, the most I see myself doing. Like if I saw it, it would, it would bother me. Real talk. If I saw yeah, it. Of course. Yeah, of and course. I, and, I, and I, I wouldn't say I would go and just start beating up on the dude, but I would, I would at least be like, yo, from a distance, yo, bro, like everything good. So yeah. I can bring his attention off of her. Bring his atten- yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? From so to distance. give her a chance to either run yeah. or do something or, or at least stop from the beating. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Something. Just to you know, deter us. Like everything good, man. Yo, know, y'all, y'all straight. Like you know what I mean? Boom, boom. Y'all, y'all need anything? And 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 that's be the that'd be probably the end of what I got. Yeah. Because like you said, I don't know what he got. Like you yeah. know, I don't know if he yeah. got a gun. And that can go you know so bad. I don't and know. You, and you know, you gotta go yeah. home. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you gotta go. That can go so bad. So what if you break oh, that oh, up? And then after that, I'm gonna call number one. Be like, yo, this my cousin. <laughs> but what if what if you break that? Up? What if you go in the break? Hey, chill out, man. No, that's a that's a female. Don't touch her. You're like, boom, y'all put hands on each other, boom, boom, boom. You go back to the house. What are you telling your wife? Oh, no, I seen this guy jumping on a female. You know, I jumped in on it. Now, you know, we got into a tussle, or whatever. Depending on the type of wife you got, that can be, hmm. Oh, so you don't know the female? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, know, you don't know the female. Right. <laughs> Who know, you know, whatever situation you in, so it's not a You just never know what her mind may go. Let's go super extreme. Let's go super extreme. You jump in. You know that chick? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, know, you fighting over a chick you don't know. 
Oh, so y'all, oh, so y'all was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you was just walking down the street. No, man, ain't like that. No, he would just, oh, no, so you know that. Exactly. Let's go super extreme. You jump in, right? Mm -hmm. Then it comes life or death. You kill him. You go to jail. Mm -hmm. yeah, you that female is free. Mm -hmm. You don't even know her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the preemptive thing is what I, I don't know if I said this before when I talked about the George Floyd situation. Mm -hmm and how the woman said they ran outside in protest mm -hmm. and they went outside unprotected to me. Mm -hmm. That is the same situation where we talk about, I feel even though it's not a reality, all women should have men around them to engage with other men for them. Engage with them. Because I had a woman tell me- What you got, what you, what you, but listen, I had a woman yeah. tell me, if I run up and smack a dude, my brother should have my back. You are right. But I think you out of order for going up and smacking a dude right. because seriously, you're not equipped to deal with that yeah, under normal circumstances. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, yeah. some women out there can beat a man up. Of course, some, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, know, but, I know a few. Yeah, but it's yeah. it, but in a rare situation, you're gonna need backup mm -hmm. in that situation, right? Yeah, yeah. And to, but you're not thinking about who you're putting in that situation. Anecdotally, growing up in my hood, girls invite other dudes to their neighborhoods. And she knows that guys that are very competitive mm -hmm. or, or violent outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta walk through that. They ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. Nah, shorty, you bugging. This especially is man if they business. Like, especially yeah. if they digging. Yeah. They yeah. wanna say something. This yeah. is man business. <laughs> yeah. And and we gotta understand what's man business and what's women business. Mm -hmm. And we gotta respect it and be okay with it when it's going down. And that's the problem. Yeah. When we see these domestic violence situations, it's sad. I say this on record. It's sad that they got to fill out four to five police reports before it's taken seriously. That's crazy. Because back in the day, if that happened, like you said, the neighborhood be like, yo, this ain't right, bro. You ain't, you ain't handling yeah. this right. Yeah. Either we going to beat you in the middle of the street, make an example of you, right. or we're going to sit you down and have this conversation. Right. It ain't going to happen. It's going to be easy. But mm -hmm. nowadays, today, just like Dave Chappelle, well, he becomes a victim blamer. Well, what she did, what she did, what she did do? What did she do? <laughs> or what did he do to deserve that? Yeah. Like they like to bring up the guy. And and this is the thing. I'm talking to females and I'm hearing this. They feel sorry about child men on child support, but I don't think they get it. Because men work the land. And when they work in the land to have nothing, it's hard for them. Mm. Like the guy on Facebook who said he killed his girlfriend mm. and his ex and his ex-wife because his girlfriend threatened him and said, she's gonna do the same thing that his baby mom, other baby mama do to him, start taking the court and make sure he yeah, has no that. money. There's a guy, he's, he, yeah. didn't he film it? Like he, he was talking it. about it, he like I'm gonna do I this. Just, I just murdered yeah. these two women. They backed him in the corner financially and took everything from him. Mm -hmm. I'm not condoning that. No. But you see where it hits at? Is That's where it hits at. Mm -hmm. And that's the respect we gotta have for it. Mm -hmm. For the, for the man, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we gotta have respect for the women. When women speak, we really need to hear them and listen to them. Yeah. One out of four of them will get molested. Yeah. We gotta hear that. And yeah. we gotta find that dude and root him out. Yeah, that's right. We well, gotta be there for them. But yeah. at the same time, it's so much stuff to take care of that was systematically planted in us. We gotta respect the people that's taking it down one at a time and not negate the other side when the other side is not doing what you're doing. Because everybody's doing something. Yeah. We sitting here right now having this conversation. Mm -hmm. This is doing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether you feel it's valuable or not for what you're doing, 
is a different love language. Right. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, closing yeah. remarks, man. If you got anything you want to say, let's do it. Good, bro. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I really don't have that much. Men, listen to women. Listen to women. Women, listen to men. Really listen. Mm-hmm. Not only just I disagree with you. Whatever. Not only here, just (laughs) listen, plan, and then execute. I I disagree with Mike. I say, man, listen to women, but watch their actions. Listen to women, watch their actions. (laughs) (laughs) He said, and damn, Colossus. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) I got you. You You Uh, I think that goes both ways. I think that um, it does. When I guess the topic of men and women, man, we 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 different, and when we understand our differences, then we better we can better cohabit. I disagree man. with you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Bring it on. Like, you know uh, but yeah, we 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 built differently. We're wired differently. And like I said, when we start to understand the difference between each other, then we can again start to cohabitate with one another, man. Like. Women, they they have their their role and their power in, in our society. And men have the same thing, you know what I'm saying? And for us to to grow and to build one another, especially as black people, man, we gotta respect one another, understand each other's strengths, and empower one another to act in those strengths. You know what I'm saying? And once that happens, man, then you know, you'll see, you'll start to chip away at the, the foolishness, man. Yeah. And you start to get into the ones that have been caught up in all of the distractions that have been already given to us to break us apart. There's so many distractions that have been put out there. You feel what I'm saying? Think about, just think about rap. How rap used to be, hip hop, hmm. how it used to be. It was never where it is now. Yeah. It was always conscious about yeah. the things we were going through as black people. You know what I'm saying? In, yeah. in, in efforts to shed light on the, the, the racism or, you know what I'm saying? You know, the injustice that was happening to us, you know what I'm saying? By in, in turn, which in turn united us to be more proactive in, you yeah, know, sure. building ourselves as black people. And then it kind of, that's when, you know, other elements came into effect. Money came in. Yeah, you start to you start to move in a different direction. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, my brother. <clears throat> quick hit question before I get my closing remarks. Hmm? What does a man want as a gift from a wife in any holiday? Are you trying? Your birthday coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it just, it just a thing that we you, talk about. What you about. mean by gift? Monetary? Or you Valentine's Day, birthday, <laughs> birthday, Christmas. Yeah, because I do hear a lot of women say, I don't know what to get my man. I don't know what to get You're talking about like like tangible? Or you're yeah, talking about like, I'm, well, in general, <clears throat> what is a good gift? Holiday, birthday comes up, you know, a woman says, hey, I don't know what to get my man. Uh, what can we say to that woman? My experience, and this is just anecdotal. I don't tell my wife anything to get me. I think she evaluates me and buys me something along my purpose that I'm trying to get, or that I'm working towards to add to whatever. Wholeheartedly I'm disagree. No, that's what she does for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, I said what you know, man. Do <laughs> you're right, you're right. You guys antagonize me. I know. One thing, my wife, my wife don't ask me. My wife don't ask. She me don't ask me what I want. She doesn't ask me what I want. She um, just shows up with something. 
No, I, no, I'm I will not lie. She used to buy me clothes, and I'm like, yo, stop. Yeah. Because you're picking out clothes. <laughs> you have me, you, I think you're making me dress bad so I can look bad in the streets. So, yeah, right? So, the Bible, look at you. <laughs> stop, yeah, stop that. Bro. Like, you're not doing this. I'm not wearing this <laughs> no. shirt, so you might as well sleep in it tonight. No, I would track my statement, man. I would track my statement. She, had, she has asked me okay. um, what, I, what I want for, like, big holidays before, mm-hmm. but... I never tell because I I never want anything. Gotcha. I never be like, man, I want this. Like, you know, it's, it's why always... do you think? Because what, what do you mean? Why do I? Why do you think you don't want anything? Because I feel like I have everything I need, man. Mm-hmm. I got I got my. And that's the problem. <clears throat> Let me tell you why. I believe women are incubators. Mm-hmm. They take whatever we give them and multiply. Mm-hmm. They see the yeah. multiplicity and what see, they don't I'm, need. I'm the opposite from y'all. I tell my wife exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want nobody doing that to me. Yeah. Now, there's a lot hey, of... Hey, what you want is, is it in reach? Sometimes. <laughs> so, 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 sometimes. Because a lot of the small stuff I, I get I want myself. a third when wife. I, when, it things, <laughs> when it comes to things. When it comes to things. Yeah, when it comes to things, a lot of small stuff I get like, myself. I, I'm talking about, I want a fedora hat. I want a fedora hat. I want a fedora hat. I'm go. like, I'm not expecting her to get it. Yeah. I went and bought two myself. Like, I, I can get what I want myself. Right. So when you ask me, what mm-hmm. do I want? You really ask me, what do I want you to get me? Exactly. And I don't... Because just like when we like, get our kids gifts... That pride? Just like, but just like when we get no, our it's kids not, gifs, it's not pride because it's... Bring it, it down. It's, I'm it's, just saying. It's just not necessarily pride. It's actually factual because I don't literally need, need anything. anything. Yeah. I don't... Like to this... Are you saying she gave you everything you wanted? Everything... Already with her presence. Everything that I... It's stuff that I didn't... It's something that I wouldn't... It was things I wouldn't even thinking about she got me. They're incubators. That's what right, I'm right. You're saying they're gonna enhance whatever right. you're doing. So it's like whatever she's gonna get me is pretty much gonna be like, wow, this is something new that I have, and thank you for it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You also got to think about too when you when you're an upstanding guy, upstanding the soap dispensers. When in you the are an upstanding <laughs> husband, your wife <laughs> your wife wants to reciprocate that. Your wife wants to give you a gift, even though it may not be something you don't need. She still wants to give you something, and for you to show some type of appreciation. Case in point, mm-hmm. we went to Greece. Mm-hmm. Son on them. I had the money. Go ahead. I man. was straight. Mm-hmm. But my wife said, hey, Father's Day coming up. Can I do something for you? At first, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I got it. No, nah, I'm good. You know, the normal man. No, nah, I'm good. I got it. And I thought about it. Is that Wait. pride? Is that ego? That's it. That's no. what it was. And it I also wasn't right to her. Disclosure, it wasn't man. right to her. Because now, if I say, I know she wants to do it. And I'm saying, no, nah, I'm good. It's kind of like, I don't need you. I don't know. I'm good. I can do it all by myself. By me allowing her to make herself feel like she's bringing something to the table or showing me appreciation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, ego can keep people from being able to be shown appreciation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I am got it. Hey, John, you need some help with that? No, I'm good, man. No, I'm good. Man, I, man you yeah, don't no never doubt. need my help. No, I see no, you no, carrying no, no. carry in the refrigerator. I think we had, yeah. don't need my help. I think <laughs> I had this on, conversation man. with you yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm like, yo, girl, stop playing. Yeah, come on, man. No, let me help you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. You know, and it so, happens a lot in our community. Exactly. So, and that's kind of the same thing with the wife, too. Yeah, for the most part, we're good. Yeah. And then some of us, with me, I have expensive hobbies. So I know she's not going to buy this $6,000 camera. Right, you know? right, right. I feel that. <laughs> That's kind of not feasible to ask her for. So, <laughs> is it too hard to say that Valentine's Day is a two-way street? Is it? No, because you know what was crazy? Most men, <laughs> most men get promised something they had last week or the day before. But if it's good. 
I keep taking it, brother. <laughs> it's good. I take it all day long. Yeah, you talking about listen, that's the, is that simplicity of who we are, or do we need more for Valentine's Day? Yeah, so other than the the yeah, other the, yeah, other than the, other, yeah. other, other than, than the cookie. Real talk, real, other than the cookie, right? Like Okay, so tell the I, truth. I, I, no, Shame no, the devil. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Bruh, if it ain't Valentine's Day, I'm always looking for a cookie, right? So that's, that's not even Valentine's Day is just a, another day there when it comes to that to yeah. me <laughs> and my career. But the thing is, it's um, I was thinking you were moving along. It's like, as men, is it our responsibility for Valentine's Day? Uh, that's what I thought you were getting at. No, if we really know the real true history of Valentine's Day. Right. then we won't be talking about that. Right. But let's, yeah. let's stay into the spirit of what we've been systematically planted. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it a two-way street? So should when it comes to what? Should both, like, do for it? should yeah. be a responsibility. We spoil. Oh, okay. We All mostly right. spoil. So are we, we getting spoiled, too? So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get spoiled. I, I don't need to be. I would say no. Two different perspectives. Yeah, I like I, it. Yeah. I like I, it. I, I, I like, would like, say like, no. Like, like I'm not the, saying that he needs to be, like but two, like three, like yeah. Okay, so I, I first, feel like I feel like me being married so long, I'm above it. It's another day, <laughs> right? So essentially, it is like that's what me there and my we wife go. Yeah, literally saying yeah, that in essence, like yeah, four months like, ago, we was just like, what are we gonna okay. do for Valentine's Day? Whatever, we'll figure yeah. it out when we get there. Yeah, uh, I literally put plans together like Netflix, like three, four days ago. <laughs> there you go. What we do so, yesterday, but the thing is, like, same thing. Like we about, do every try to take over the world, right? Pinky in the brain, but like I think two two years ago. Uh, two, three years ago, we were like trying to figure out like, okay, Valentine's Day, we do Valentine's Day. And I always like show out, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what I was raised to do. You know what I'm saying? We right. This is what guys. It goes back to what I was saying before. Yep. Valentine's Day, we wanted and... down our ladies. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And then at the end of the night, we are rewarded with the cookie. There you go. Okay. Something you it. had yesterday. Yeah. Right. Something you, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe yeah. an right. hour before Valentine's right. Day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> we, we decided, we was like, okay, uh, when last year came up, we were coming towards Valentine's Day, and I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get myself together. What I'm gonna do for her? She she surprised me. It was like, how how about this? How about I take care of Valentine's Day this time? Cool. And I was like, word. So cool. I don't have to do nothing. Nah, I'm gonna do everything for Valentine's Day, and it, it, it flipped the script. That's what I was talking about. About upgrading though, there that one moment yeah. of reprieve mm -hmm. changed the whole game to refuel you to jump out there. I think all women should not give their men nothing the month of February to the 14th. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate no, it more, sir. Niggas appreciate it more. Do not listen to that. Black History Month. Do not listen to that. It should be no sex, only on the 14th. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, only on the 14th. Good luck with that. Please, <laughs> women, don't, don't take his advice. Man. No, hey, don't listen don't to me. your relationship. <laughs> and my closing remarks, I like to say this. I want to say thank you to the brothers on this panel, Mike and Jers. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate we had a good time. We had a little wine. We had a little recline. And I want to say that the state of the union of the black woman and the black man is better than what the news and media is telling us. I think we have a large narrative of disparity within and dysfunction within our relationships, but we have to really go back, not blame, but evaluate our teachers and our nurturers who taught us these things, whether it was our fathers, mothers, grandmothers, grandparents, whatever. And then we have to disseminate what values we keep in today's fashion and what we keep going. What cultures are we gonna destroy and what cultures we're gonna rebuild and keep with us? what type of things we were fed that we now know are detrimental and just imagination versus what is good for us. How we're gonna lobby our money together instead of going out and just showing anger and frustration. 
Money and affecting the bottom line is the number one thing of how we get changed anywhere in the world. Because the people that make money off your dysfunction want to keep you that way. Sure. This is Solutions for Men. I'm Shane Moore, Michael Fisher, Jers. Thank you for being here today. Please do not forget to subscribe. Check out the show. Follow us on social media at Shane One on all platforms. If you guys have anything you want to say on your platforms, anything, don't forget my man Jers is the author. Tell them about your two books real quick before we get out of here. Uh, really quickly, um, I'm the author of Mason Learns Lessons as well as uh, Mason Learns New Friends. Uh, two children's books that are based upon real life. Uh, my son, Mason, um, is depicting Black family. So it's inspiring, man. So I encourage all uh, the books can be found on Amazon.com as well as on Amazon.ae. Mike. Gotcha. I'm Michael Fisher, full-time husband, <laughs> but also financial consultant, you know, as far as credit, credit repair, um, buying a vehicle, in a vehicle, just hit me up, um, Michael Fisher on Facebook. Um, we can discuss things there, get you that financial freedom that you need. Absolutely. Listen, I want to say thank you for checking it out today. Episode 50 is in the books. I hope you like this conversation. I hope it invoked thought. I hope you got mad at me and everybody else with the comments we said, but I also hope you listen and understand this is a man's perspective. Souls for men. Peace and blessings. She gave me the green light. Now it's time to take flight. Let's go. Because I'm out the ordinary. 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 Out the ordinary.